Good morning. Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci, fresh off my day off, and I'm here with beer. Thanks for covering for me last night, man. You and Will did an excellent job. Appreciate it, man. But welcome back. Uh, it's good to have you back. So uh, interesting uh, day of action here today. Uh, we, we got Dame Lillard out here scorching the damn earth, uh, just putting 61 points scored on the board. So uh, a massive day, but another day, you know, a lot of landmines out there and, you know, the basketball will be fun once again, when we get to the playoffs, still going to play, still going to, still going to get out there and play these contests. And uh, you and I both did our research here. We're ready to, to break down this four game slate, but and these things are a mess. I'm not going to lie. I mean, injuries galore and things change by the minute and uh, uh, just just a lot to, to cover. And hopefully uh, it withstands everything by the time these lineups lock. All this information is still viable for the people. So we saw Dame drop 60 on Tuesday. We saw Giannis play and get ejected. We saw... Russell Westbrook snowflake everybody's lineups without James Harden in a beatdown where the Spurs rolled past Houston. We saw the Phoenix Suns, who are still the hottest team in basketball and can make the playoffs. We saw the 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 C Squad Sixers. We saw, we saw Chalk Kyle O'Quinn almost triple yeah. double, and I was on the wrong that. side of that coin flip. Yeah, I mean Kyle O'Quinn goes crazy out here. I mean he thirteen uh, x on his value on Fanduel. I mean, that, that's just, you know, unbelievable. And almost triple-double. What? what? That's, that's my point. What yep. is happening here? What, what is going on here when Kyle O'Quinn's almost <laughs> dropping triple-doubles? Scoring-dependent TLC with 17 real first-quarter points at chalk. Everything is fine. Where's that gift? Everything is fine gift where the house is burning right. down? <laughs> that's how I felt because me, raise your hand if you played Justin Anderson – who made just as many three-pointers as I did sitting on my couch today. I think he was 0 for 10 from three. So, Ouch. Whoa, man. So you get to this point of the year where these 3K guys, 3.5K guys, they could go for zero. They could go for Chris Boucher 50 the other night. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Chaotic, man. Crazy. That's nuts. Uh, again, the playoffs are right around the corner. That That's the good news. And, and – like we always say, if you're plugged in, you're paying attention, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna land on the right side of these things. But uh, a lot of these lineups and and the the way these teams are running things just just so unpredictable. We were talking Sacramento before the show. I mean, you got guys that that played 30 minutes the other day, now come out here and play five. You're, you're short deer and Fox. You still refuse to give our boy Buddy Heald some minutes. So. Just, just Bill Walton. I mean, come on, Bill Walton, Luke Walton. I mean, what, what are we doing here? So whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Bill, Luke. It don't matter. That, that's how irrelevant he is. But crazy <laughs> times uh, in the association, my friend. Is he your least favorite coach to try to figure out what he's doing rotation wise? For me, he's up there, and Mike Malone is kind of like a one B. Yes. That was the other name. Like Mike Malone is a head when they have all those guys healthy. You know, Will Barton's in there, and Harris, and they got everybody. Which we know we don't have to worry about those two now, but. Yeah, he, he's definitely a head-scratcher. The Knicks, who, whoever their coach is, it changes by the day. Uh, they always have some frustrating rotation. Give me some Tom Thibodeau. You, you know your starters are playing 40 minutes. That, that's the kind of guy I'm looking for. So excited for that. Boy, R.J. Barrett can get some more run. But that we'll, we'll save that for next season. A long way till we see Knicks again. Nah, it sounds good. Sounds good. A couple days left in this regular season. Tomorrow, today, whatever day it is, Wednesday, Wednesday's slate, four games. A lot of teams that probably don't really care. (laughs) 
none of these four Western Conference kind of playoff tournament push teams are playing, and they're all still alive. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, the Grizzlies lost to Boston tonight. Uh, San Antonio, big win over the Rockets. So we're seeing a really competitive battle in the West there. Unfortunately, tomorrow you have Indy and Houston, Toronto and Philly, Miami and OKC, and the Clippers and Denver. So we'll start at the 4 o'clock game. Indy and Houston, Russell Westbrook is not playing. From what I read, Eric Gordon might be making his return to the court. And anything's possible in a four-game slate. I'm sure he might be babied in a little bit, but they really need to work on some chemistry. It goes without saying if you watch any of their games recently. And we'll see. We'll see what Eric Gordon, we'll see what D'Antoni does with, with, with the Rockets tomorrow. But on the flip side of the coin, there's a couple of Pacers with a couple of injury designations. Yeah, uh, we know T.J. Warren is out. Uh, we'll start with the Pacers side of things. So uh, that guy, you know, they, they're talking about giving an MVP away inside the bubble and probably going to go to Dame Lillard after tonight. But T.J. Warren, my, my goodness, this guy's been falling out. So I know we, we both talked about him the other night. Uh, big fans of T.J. Warren, but he's out. Uh, also have Victor Oladipo and Mal- Malcolm Brogdon uh, listed as questionable. So those guys are out. Look, I love me some Aaron Holiday. And this is a guy that just continues to play a ton of minutes here, uh, right around 4,000 on both sides, like actually right on 4,000 on FanDuel. And you, you run some of the numbers in court IQ. You're talking about 25% usage rate without some of those guys in the lineup. Ticks up to 26%, uh, if no Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Oladipo. So over a fantasy point per minute in both those scenarios at 4K. I mean, sign me up for Aaron Holiday all day. Yeah, good point. He's seen a lot of minutes despite who's healthy in the backcourt uh, in Pacer Nation over there. Uh, so if Old Depot's out, he's going to be one of my first looks to get in that lineup. He has a sore left ankle. We'll see about that. Um, Malcolm Brogdon also questionable. He's been playing through that neck injury the last couple of games. He's been playing pretty well, too. Uh, 30 DKP, 40, 44, 29. Just looking at his game log here. He shot at least 12 times the last four games, dishing the ball and being really efficient with it, you know, rebounding, doing a little bit of everything. So Malcolm Brogdon does play. I do like him in that matchup. And we were talking pre-show a little bit, just kind of analyzing a little bit, getting our thoughts together. And if there's any team that cares a little bit on this slate, the Pacers might be one of them. Because technically they could fall to the sixth seed, if the Sixers uh, win out, I believe, and whoever finishes number six will have to play Boston in the first round. And just from a macro perspective, and I think we agree, both of us, if we were you know, coach or player, we'd much rather play Miami than Boston in the first round. So this game is absolutely fairly meaningful for, for Malcolm Brogdon and company and, and the Pacers. So, you know, TJ Warren must be dinged up a little bit. Yeah, he's got to be hurt. You know, this is one, you know, unless they feel they match up better with Boston and they're seeing something that we're not seeing, uh, you got to think they want to match up here uh, with Miami, which is no easy feat. I mean, these are two teams on a similar style. Scrappy, can play some defense, you know, do all the dirty things. So this could be one of them ugly series when we do get to the playoffs where we may not find a lot of value in these teams in those series. But for tonight, uh, both of these teams, you know, Indy is on the slate. Miami's also on the slate. So uh, they're teams I think we can look at here. But without knowing the, the status of Brogdon Oladipo, it's tough to say. If those guys are out, again, I love Aaron Holiday. The minutes he's playing, the production is there. If he's not, I agree with you on Brogdon. I don't see them uh, being overly ambitious here with Victor Oladipo, a guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, if Miles Turner happens to be out, boy, Gogo Batadze's playing some decent ball. When he, when he gets some run, he does all right. The problem is it's been 
11, seven minutes. I mean, there's not a ton of run there, but without Turner, you know, maybe he gets 20, 25 minutes and that's a guy that can do a lot on the court. So with Todsey holiday or value plays, uh, Brogdon certainly played he, if he's in the lineup. Yeah, and the flip side of the coin, you have the Rockets, and a lot of them are, are priced up on DraftKings now. Jeff Green's 4400 I still like the price, and I think it's very interesting that he's a, a center on DraftKings, which uh, you know I kind of like. Uh, P.J. Tucker, 47 Austin Rivers, 4800 on DK after his career game a few nights ago. Ben McLemore, 5K. I don't think I'll ever pay 5K for Ben McLemore. Uh, we know House didn't play on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see what his update is, uh, hopefully after shoot-around Wednesday morning. Uh, Robert Covington, uh, <laughs> you talk about a guy who you're playing, if you're banking on steals. I call them garbage points, steals oh, yeah. and blocks. He had six real points then at 32 DraftKings points beer. So found a way to get it done. 0 for 6 from three. He's halfway to Justin yep. Anderson's status there. 1 for 11 from three last two games. Actually, wow, 4 5 11-22, he is 5 for 27 from three, his last four. So he's really struggling with his shot. We'll see if Eric Gordon cuts in a, cuts in a little bit of a time there. But I, I, you know, on, the, on the other side of that perspective, I would think Rocco is someone they want to get, you know, want to get his shot going before the playoffs. So not really worried about Rocco's minutes, worried about his form over there. Tough to find value on the Houston side of the ball. We know Westbrook's not going to play. Harden is – most likely going to be uh, everybody's cash game darling as long as you know he's confirmed he's playing uh he's 11-1 and D'Antoni has, has seemed to run his guys I think they truly are working on chemistry right now we haven't you know there's a blowout today so, we've, so if you look check the box score you'll see a lot of guys under 30 minutes there but I'm not too concerned about minutes of the Rockets that's kind of my gut feeling just on what I read beer uh, on the Houston side of the ball what are kind of your thoughts I think the one guy to be concerned about the minutes is Gordon. You brought him up, and I love the price. I mean, 4-1 right. on Good both point. sites is a great price there. But, you know, are they going to ease him in? Are they going to want to get him in in 25 minutes and start getting him used to some playoff action? So that one you'll have to keep an eye on, any reports that we can get on him, because I think he could be some good value. I still love Covington. I mean, you mentioned it, 2 for 9 today, 0 for 6 from 3, but six, nine, three, two, and 4. I mean, this guy's just stuffing the stat sheet, and – they're going to continue to let him shoot. You know, that's their MO is launch the threes. So I don't think he's going to get a red light where it's going to slow anything down. If he starts hitting some of those threes, you know, we're back to where we want to be with Covington and we're paying a cheaper price. But the name we got to talk about, James Harden. And I'm going to keep an eye on this ownership, but I'm going to find it hard not to play James Harden tomorrow. I mean, 43.6% usage rate without some of these guys on the floor. 1.79 fantasy points per minute is absolutely massive without Westbrook. So uh, unless he's going to be like 80% owned, which, which I don't see that happening, maybe four game slate, well, we could get some heavy ownership there. Uh, you got to get hardened in, in some lineup cash games. You nailed it. I think it's an easy plug and play. We'll have plenty of value to make it work tournaments. It's keeping an eye on that ownership, but he's honestly going to be a lock button play for me. I don't really care where the ownership's going to come from. I'm with you. I, there's no one on the slate, in my opinion. Uh, Denver game that probably has Harden's upside tomorrow, just with Westbrook off. You know, gave some really nice numbers there. He's a beast. You know, you talk about a guy, 11.1, who oftentimes last year he was maybe pushing 12, 12.5K, depending on the slate when he was going on his, his tear over there. So 11.1 for a Westbrook-less Harden team. Yeah, he, you know, I'm going to find some value. You don't have to get crazy. Uh, some things will probably open up, and 
We'll talk about that. We'll piggyback that with our next game is Toronto and Philadelphia here. A Toronto, a team who probably doesn't care so much about this game. The Sixers kind of just begging to stay healthy right now. Tuesday, obviously no James, excuse me, no uh, Joel Embiid, no Ben Simmons, no Tobias Harris, no Al Horford, Josh Richardson was rested. Kylo Quinn, we talked about earlier, almost triple doubled. A Novell Pell got some run. Alec Burks continues to look great. I don't know why Brett Brown hasn't incorporated into the rotation before any of this. Uh, Alec Burks is arguably the best player of the last 10 days for the Sixers. So we need to see some news. And that's a 6.30 game. The slate starts at 4. And you're going to need some kind of exposure to that 4 o'clock game. So we can cross our fingers and hope that we get some lunchtime news with who's going to be in for Philadelphia. Yeah, this one's tough to, to put, you know, plant a flag on too many of these guys, just not knowing. The only certainty we have is Ben Simmons is not going to play in this game. Now, Embiid, we'll see. Do they want to get him back? Uh, they want to get him some minutes or they don't want to rest him another game. I lean towards them resting him another game. But I do think you'll see Harris back, Horford back. We know Richardson was resting. So kind of takes, the, takes the, the, the air out of the Kylo Quinn, obviously, if Horford's back in there. And even a Burks, I agree with you, a guy that can provide a lot of offense for them. But uh, maybe they don't need that offense with Harris, some of these guys back. So without knowing the injury report, I don't want to waste everybody's time. You know, if these guys are all back in there, I do like Tobias Harris out of this group. Uh, Al Horford, just not a guy I play a ton of. Uh, just uh, the ceiling's never really there with Al Horford. So uh, if Harris is in, everybody's back. I like him. If we had the same scenario, look, I'm going right back to Alec Burks. We can go right back to Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, pending the ownership there, we know Chalky Kyle O'Quinn. He already hit once. Is he really going to hit twice? But uh, So tough to say. But, again, Tobias, Burks, if there is none of these guys in the lineup. So just we'll have to wait and see. Keep an eye on the news here with Philadelphia. Shake Milton was disappointing. This is a guy who has 50-point upside with all those guys off the court. Fantasy point upside. Uh, he's been pretty inconsistent this year. And we saw a verbal exchange between Embiid and him on the court last week. People were talking about <sighs> – Obviously, when this team's healthy, sometimes it's hard to figure out if even any of the guards are viable. But are you thinking Burks might crack this playoff rotation and might start taking some minutes from from healthy Shake Milton if things kind of continue as they are? Yeah, because they're going to need the offense. I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if MB's not 100% and, and Tobias Harris is really your only other offensive threat, why not? You know, Shake has looked good in spots, but really hard to count on for consistent production. So, uh, I, I don't – I've never understood what the deal with Alec Burks. You know, going back to his days with Utah, why this guy doesn't get more run. I mean, he, he's instant offense. At least have him be your sixth man, first guy off the bench, playing 25 minutes, providing that scoring punch. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, I would hate to fall into the trap here with Alec Burks. If everybody's healthy, they just don't seem to want to give him a ton of minutes. But everybody's out like we saw yesterday. I think you go right back to the well on him once again. Yeah. I, I like it. You know, finally, someone when Embiid was healthy, I was excited because Burks can run the pick and roll. He's really good on it. You actually have to honor his jump shot. He's, he's a good jump shooter. He takes a lot of contested shots, too, and he makes a lot of them. A guy I think might be an interesting play. I know he's 3,500 on FanDuel, and on DK, he is, let's see, uh, 4,000 flat. Not bad for DK. It's Glenn Robinson a guy who uh, had a hit pointer and he didn't play in the bubble until the Portland game. He ran 17 minutes, played 25 on Tuesday 
against Phoenix. Had 15-7, and seven, looked really good. No assists, no blocks, no steals. So didn't really have a ton of uh, other peripherals either to help rack up some of those points. That guy's mid-price. He's playing 25 minutes, you know, an eight-minute bump from his previous game. He rebounded pretty well. And I was actually looking up some Glenn Robinson stuff earlier because I really was considering playing him even before news of, of what the starting lineup was going to be. Uh, over the last two calendar years, uh, dating back to, it uh, looks like early 2019 this is, uh, he had 25 games with at least 30 minutes. He only he scored under 20 DraftKings points in only four of them. Obviously, he had a lot of run with Golden State, and he was kind of one of their usage guys. But still, it's nice to see when this guy had 30-plus minutes, you know, he was providing five, six-plus times value. So Glenn Robinson's a guy who, when he you know, came to the Sixers with Alec Burks, he was pretty vocal in saying, I don't really know what my role is. That's not the first time the 76ers have heard that. Jimmy Butler kind of said the same thing, and I do think Brett Brown is a big reason why Jimmy Butler's not there anymore. Uh, and that sucks. That sucks for a Sixers fan. I'm one of them, trust me. Uh, but Glenn Robbins is a guy who you know, we'll have to see, but if there's not a lot of other value, of course, you got guys like Korkmaz there. Uh, he's pretty scoring dependent, but he likes to get him up when he gets the run. Um, and, you know, obviously Alec Burks is, is playing out of this world. What's the price tag on Burks tomorrow, Beard? You got any idea over there? Um, let me look it up real yeah. quick. But, I mean, it, that part of the problem is is Brown. I mean, the, the rotations, you never know. I mean, we saw we saw Neto play pretty well today as oh, well and, boy, get, yeah. and get a ton of minutes. So, you know, I, I would love to, to, to go out and play a guy like Len Robinson, but uh, are they going to give him minutes again? So, mm. Alec Burks only 4,900 on DraftKings. Uh, oh, Fan, so. FanDuel said, screw it, we'll keep him at 42. So yeah, why, why not? I mean, there's some so potential 80% ownership for you. Oh man. Uh, but that's a guy who, you know, that's a high usage. That's a high usage value chalk player. He is hard to pass up. There are certain guys that just don't get used. You look at a guy like Corey Joseph, chalk Corey Joseph, usually not fun. Uh, Cause he doesn't shoot the ball. I mean, every now and then I'll get some peripherals, but if you have some other guys playing one-on-one on that team, it's tough for a guy like that to meet value. You know, it's hard to fade some high usage chalk guys and Burks is going to get those shots up. Pending all this injury news, of course. Yeah, 4,200 from Burks. If we see uh, a depleted backcourt again, that's uh, that's hard to pass up on a four-gamer beer. Yeah, and, even, you know, if everybody's back, keep an eye on the ownership of Burks because mm-hmm. maybe it drops and you get him lower owned and maybe he is a part of that rotation and gets 25 minutes. I mean, if there's no Embiid, it, it's basically Tobias Harris. He's your second-best option offensively. So, you know, if Tobias Richardson – uh, Horford are all back. I think that will help your case for Alec Burks. Now it's more risky. You know, we can't count on him playing 28 minutes and putting up all these shots, but ownership wise, even on a four game slate, it'll help take a lot of that ownership away. I mean, if he, if he's value town, it, it's Harden Burks. We're starting the, the public build here with those two guys. I know. I, I agree. And I will, I, that, that's the mind of a GPP build right there. If they're healthy, keep an eye on Burks because his ownership will drop. And he was kind of on the verge of cracking that rotation before the Ben Simmons news because Josh Richardson and Shake have been so bad. The Portland game, he only saw 23 minutes, probably because Richardson was unconscious. Yeah. 20 real points in 23 minutes for Burks. Not a big blocks and steals guy, but you never know. If he gets lucky, there you go. 4,200, a couple steals. You know, maybe he averaged like 16 points. I mean, real points a game. I mean, you're you're on your way there, but yeah, we'll see. We're 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 what a quarter of the way through the public build for tomorrow. Might as well yep. keep it going. Yeah, let's see who else we can find here for the peeps. 
Yeah, let's see. Let's see. But obviously news was huge there. And for the Toronto side of the ball, boy, we got to say that Chris Boucher – talk – okay, Chris Boucher is the poster guy for bad chalk. Man, when he's 60-plus percent, <laughs> I don't know, probably score between four and eight FanDuel points maybe. Maybe if you're lucky, he'll foul out in 12 minutes. But he dropped a 50 bomb the other night, and so did his buddy Norman Powell. What do you think this Toronto rotation is going to look like? I saw a couple days ago Nick Nurse was telling the beat writers up there in Twitter world that he was going to start spreading the minutes out and all that stuff. So it's hard for me to want to play a Kyle Lowry or – and you know, Siakam seems to run in any situation. He just hasn't been very good lately. But, you know, I'm not going to punt an Ibaka or a Gasol. I, I guess I'm more looking for, like, a guy like Normal Powell. He's not going to go for 50. You can't expect that every day. But I'll probably play around 30 minutes tomorrow against the Phillies. Against the Phillies. I don't even know what planet I'm on. Against the Sixers here. <laughs> Hey man, it's late, so we're uh, we're uh, it's what the, the late night shift here, but uh, or early morning as you guys listen to this. It's early; we haven't had our coffee yet. But I, I, to be honest, it's hard for me to trust this team right now. You know, if yeah. they sit everybody out, sure, we're going to get some value. You saw it play out the other day. You know, Mr. Boucher, the water boy, Chris Boucher. That, that's the new nickname I'm going to give him. But saw him go nuts. Saw Norman Powell go nuts. But those guys need all of these guys out to hit any kind of ceiling. I mean, Powell, with everybody healthy, he's going to play a bunch of minutes, but, you know, he's fourth, fifth, sixth in the pecking order. So tough to count on any kind of ceiling there. I mean, we like to say minutes are money, but uh, not when everybody's in there. Siakam, we just haven't seen the ceiling game. I mean, price is down. 7200 on Fandle for Pascal Siakam is a fantastic price. But, wow. I mean, he, he's barely cracking 40 fantasy points. So, Sure, he gets you there. Cash games, you, you feel all, about, all right about it. You get the 5X you're looking for. But, you know, just without that ceiling, it's tough to get too excited in tournaments. Van Vliet has been solid, but kind of priced where he should be. So, I, I just don't see much here. Unless there, there's injuries. And the only one really listed, Serge Ibaka, is questionable tomorrow. I don't think that really moves the needle a lot here. So, uh, even on a four-game slate, Toronto is going to be towards the bottom of, of teams I'm looking for. Unless we get – you know, three, four of these guys out again. The season's winding down, but there's still a lot of action on DraftKings. There's even huge MMA GPPs this weekend, Beer. 200K to first in the $20 tournament I saw. And if you go and download DraftKings, you put in grind as your promo code, you get a shot to win his millions of dollars in total prizes. You don't want to miss out. A lot of action. The season might almost be over. They're playing in a bubble. But there's a lot going on on DraftKings, Beer. Love the DraftKings. So get over there and play. I mean, if you're a FanDuel guy, you haven't tried it, whatever. If you live under a rock and you haven't played DraftKings, there you go. There's a promo code for you. You got NBA hoops. You got baseball. You got golf. MMA. I mean, who doesn't love a good MMA GPP? So easy. Giving you some free money there. Promo code grind. Grind. Promo code grind over there on DraftKings. Tons of ways to try and win. And Roto Grinders is here to help you out. Our premium content Top of the industry. I love what we got going on for NBA beer. Expert surveys, you kind of get a little convenient, a snippet of whatever all of our experts are thinking for the day. Ownership projections are huge, huge, and ours are the best. Roto Grinders, top of the line stuff here. You really got to know where your leverage is and things like that, and then Roto Grinders will help you do that. Ownership projections, huge, and obviously, you know, the optimizers and all the tools. You've been at it for a long time, beer. I mean, tell the world about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you play without this stuff. I mean, you're kind of going in blind. I mean, are you going to go into a, 
a dark cave without a flashlight and some of the other tools that you need? No, you're going to bring everything that you need, your headlight. You're going to have all the tools at your disposal. No different playing DFS. You need to know where the ownership's going to be. You need a solid set of projections. You need lineup builders. If you're going to build a bunch of lineups, even if you're going to build one lineup, build an optimal lineup. So uh, it's so many tools, so many things to, to read, to watch, to, to look over and just, uh, you know, the crunch time right at the end before the slates lock, a lot of great information there. So just countless ways to help you in daily fantasy. That's what we're here to do. A lot of you guys don't have the time. You know, you're, you're trying to catch a podcast like this with the 30 minutes on your lunch or, you know, you're babysitting the kids or whatever it may be. That's what we're here to do. Put in the time, put in the effort, put in the energy, give you all these tools to help you become a better player. So take advantage of it and get over to Rotogrind. If you're not a premium member, you're missing out. I promise you that. Jimmy Butler had a hell of a game earlier this week. Little little extra fuel to the fire there with the TJ Warren thing, the drama from earlier this year. The Heat are going to take on Oklahoma City. A lot of guys on the Thunder didn't play their last game. Gallinari was out. Schroeder still out. Uh, was that the Stephen Adams and Noel? Yep, game? Adams, Gallo, yeah. SGA, Nerlens mm, Noel. So it's it's another Philly situation. I mean, we we assume these guys are going to be back, but right now they're all listed as questionable as we record. Right, and Darius Baisley's up to forty eight hundred. This is the guy who has come out of nowhere, really, and has been exploding on the scene, taking advantage of his minutes in the rotation. He's shot at least. 13 times over the last three games. He grabs rebounds, gets a couple steals and block points. He scored at least 20 the last two times he's touched the court. Darius Baisley, man, coming on, power forward, center, eligible. Obviously, I will only play him if you know, the, all of the above, not maybe not all of the above, but if Gallinari plays, if Steven Adams plays, you know, his value takes a big hit minutes-wise, 4,800. I definitely keep an eye on on the injury news there in Oklahoma City. There's two games sandwiched right in the middle of this card that we would love to have some info for. We, we might not have. We might not have. And I don't think you can, in most formats, totally fade that Houston game. So, you know, you want to leave some flexibility for sure. It's you know, just from a strategy point of view. Uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm probably going to lock button Harden tomorrow and uh, – you know, if there's not a lot of concrete news before that game locks, I'm, I'm probably going to keep a lot of my positions open as much as I might like a Brogdon. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with news. But it's tough, man. We, we have two teams in, in the Thunder and, and Philadelphia that, you know, if the right news breaks, there could be seven or eight more you know, value players opening up. Yeah, you really have to plan ahead right now and make your moves ahead of time rather than reacting to news. Be proactive and be ahead of it and say, okay – if, if A and B happen, I'm going to do C. If this happens, I'm going to go here and kind of have your swaps already planned out, looking ahead at, at the slate. So I think that's something that, that seems simplistic, but something that a lot of people really don't do and looking ahead and if, this, if something were to happen. So the news can change by the second. We know that. You got to be ready for it. So I assume we're going to see some of these OKC guys back. I mean, mm-hmm. they're still in the running, can still move up, uh, could could – could fall down a little bit here. You start to look at some of the matchups right now. They're paired up with Houston in that 4-5 matchup. Uh, if they fall down, likely playing Denver uh, in the 3-6. So, you know, which team would they rather play? I don't, it's a tough draw either way. I, I would think Houston, that Denver's been playing some pretty good ball with the emergence of Michael Porter. But uh, So there is a team that still has something to play for. You know, what is the motivation here? So, again, watching the news, 
Uh, Chris Paul kind of disappointed the other day. I mean, he was all right. He didn't totally, totally crap the bed, but uh, so you could maybe go back to him if people kind of jump off that ship uh, a little bit cheaper on FanDuel. So that helps. Uh, Basley, as you said, has been playing great, but that's going to take, you know, at least Adams being out for me to even think about him. Uh, if all these guys are back and healthy, it's really tough to trust any of them. You know, they're going to spread everything out here. Maybe you still play Paul, maybe you play an SGA, but uh, another one of those teams, not, not quite to the level of Toronto where I don't have a ton of interest, but uh, not a team that I'm overly high on here for, for Tuesday, for Wednesday. No, I agree. I agree. And it's not like they're in the best matchup uh, in the world either. No. So it makes your decision-making a little bit easier. Uh, we saw Tyler Hero's minutes go back down in the mid-20s with the return of Goran Dragic, and uh, Dragic got 30 minutes. That was the most minutes Dragic's played in the bubble. And you know, dating back to March, you know, he hasn't played that much. So good to see that he's healthy. I like Dragic a lot tomorrow in that game. Uh, just at his price, 5300 he is shooting two for 11 from downtown over his last two games, and he still dropped at least 31 DK points the last two. So he's not even shooting the ball well. He's diamond. He's grabbing a couple of rebounds. He'll find a way to get it done. Got to the foul line seven times against Boston. So uh, I think I think the you know, Kendrick Nunn not being available, uh, does, we, we know all season it helps Dragic. Uh, but it definitely right now is helping him more than Tyler Hero. So it's hard. If Tyler Hero, we know the upside he has, but it's hard to chase his upside if Drogic and Butler are both playing. Uh, you know, he shot seven for 11 from the floor last game, but he only played 25 minutes. So he was even shooting the ball well and just couldn't crack that 30 minute mark that uh, I really do think he kind of needs. He needs either 30 minutes or the ball in his hand more, you know, and the balls in Drogic or Jimmy's hands when they're both healthy. Because tell you what, man, Tyler Hero is an underrated shot creator and playmaker. He passes the ball oh, yeah. pretty well. So I was impressed with what I saw from this kid. I made a, a big leap from the beginning of the season. I, I think the upside's there, the future's there. But, uh, you know, unless Drogic or Butler are out, and sure, you could throw a GPP play at Tyler Hero, for sure, for sure. Uh, but my, my preference right now is Drogic, and they're the same price on DK. Yeah, I'm with you on Dragic. I mean, this this guy just continues to outproduce his salary. I mean, the price never jumps up high enough on him. So you almost feel like you have a, a 5, 6X like a, as a floor for Dragic right now, and there's still his upside. So I like him. I still think Tyler Hero can be a value, be more so in GPPs. Like you mentioned, uh, Kelly Olenek, another cheap guy. I've been playing a lot. and it's, it's kind of been up and down, but the minutes have certainly been there. Dealing with a little bit of thumb injury, so we got to keep an eye on that, but uh, supposed to play in this game. And Jay Crowder, another guy getting minutes here. This is a, a Jay Crowder kind of game. You know, just a gritty matchup here with, with OKC, uh, two defensive-minded teams. So Crowder, one of those guys, like, like we talked about with with, uh, with Covington, you know, can, can stuff the stat sheet in so many different ways. So, you know, not, not a glorious name here with Jay Crowder, but uh, he's one of the guys I like. It's pretty much Crowder and Dragic for me. Uh, the big guys, Butler, Bam, if they fit, great. I'm not going out of my way to, to seek out either one here. Yeah, if we don't see Kelly Olenek play tomorrow, I'll definitely be trying to incorporate Crowder into a lot of my bills. 5,100, like you said, this is a Jay Crowder game, and he pretty much nailed it. Hasn't shot the ball more than eight times in the bubble in any game, but he'll grab some rebounds. And if he's not grabbing rebounds, he'll end up with five or six assists or a block and two steals. You know, he's getting to the foul line a little bit. Uh, yeah, last three games, obviously, he's benefited with, with some of the injuries in prior games. But he's been hitting you know, over five times value in two games of this price and just under five times value against Milwaukee. 
But, yeah, th- this seems like a Crowder game, kind of a, a, a slow, kind of a bloodbath, you know, like you said, gritty game. And I, I think this kind of has Jay Crowder uh, written all over it. And other than Chris Paul and Steven Adams, the, you know, we'll see what happens with Gallinari. But you can exploit OKC at that two and three position. You got a uh, young SGA and, you know, who knows who they put in a small forward. But there could be some sloppy ball in the middle there. And uh, they're not the best defenders, uh, not the best wing defenders. So I, I like some, some Jay Crowder. I'm with the young Crowder tomorrow. It's a, it's a gritty play, a gritty guy, a gritty game, and a, a lower own play that, uh, again, you're not not overly excited to plug Jay Crowder in a lineup, but sometimes you need that that grout to, to fill in the lineup, the last piece, whatever it may be. But uh, I like to call it the beer gut. You know, something's talking to me here, <laughs> the old intuition, uh, talking to me on Jay Crowder here today. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, look, I'm just looking at forward on DraftKings, and I'm looking all the way up, and there's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and if they both play, especially with minutes questions, it's hard to – to really trust them at, at you know those high price tags, we saw Doc Rivers pull the rug out from PG thirteen owners a couple of nights ago, and they were in a close game, and he didn't even play the last five minutes. Your best player, your closer, Kawhi Leonard was out that game too. So I'm looking at the top at forward, and it's like, yeah, I don't know about them. Maybe Tobias Harris is out. Okay, Jimmy Butler, you could probably consider him at seventy eight. You know, mean, the game's a little bit meaningful for Miami. He's under eight k on a four game slate. Michael Porter Jr. kind of got Mike Malone against the Lakers, 24 minutes only. So who knows? And they got Siakam. So it's like, okay, if you're not all the way up, and maybe you just can't really go all the way down, Jay Crowder smack dab in the middle beer, 5,100. Oh, here we go, baby. Jay Crowder season here. Didn't thought we didn't think we'd end up here talking Jay Crowder this much, but uh, I do like him. I, I think it's a perfect fit here. Uh, you mentioned the pricing. You know, he fits right in that, that middle tier. So uh, – Get some exposure. I have a good feeling on Crowder. You know, when I'm building sometimes, it just comes down to what's available at the position. It's like, yeah, well, I might really like, you know, just Paul George's upside. But, uh, you know, if there's nobody else at the position and Jay Crowder's kind of there, you know, some mid-range play, uh, especially on FanDuel where you don't have any flexibility. And if you're debating between like a two-player swap uh, and you don't really like the position, I either go all the way up or all the way down um typically so uh but if there's nowhere to go sometimes you know those mid-range values are, are you know if you can just kind of hope you know expect a five times value upside uh especially with everything going on all the moving parts and uh i guess i would say jake crowder's pretty safe play so enough about crowder right, let's get on here to the last game denver and the clippers to the top teams in the west um you know we could see a, a potential uh, future playoff matchup Man, Michael Porter Jr. I, I really wish he would have got more burn against the Lakers. Uh, we saw, you know, AD and LeBron played quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Jokic was kind of underwhelming in that game. Um, Jamal Murray's back. Uh, a couple games ago in that crazy double OT game last Saturday, Michael Malone was like, yeah, I was supposed to have Jamal in the 22 minutes restrictions. Blew right through that. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, guy, Mike Malone? This guy's a moron. I mean, uh, come on. What just, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for a boy chief. He he needed a big game out of Michael Porter last night. Uh, that, that was the guy that kind of hurt him. He, he was set up for, for a big night and uh, Porter was playing fine. And then Mike Malone happened. So <laughs> Mike Malone uh, happened. 
I mean, as for tonight, I mean, t- tough matchup here. I mean, the first thing you think about is the Clippers is really I don't want any wing players against Kawhi, Paul George. I just don't want to deal with it. So as much as I would love to go back to him in a good bounce back spot, it's uh, really tough to trust it against the, the Clippers. So that's one if I can get him low owned, you know, if everyone has the viewpoint of I'm not playing him against the Clippers and, you know, maybe we can't be so selective on a four-game slate, which we know we can't. Uh, ownership's really going to be the deciding factor on, on Porter for me tonight. No, I agree. I agree. And the other big thing is before that game, they clinched the division uh, title. So I thought maybe – I think it was – I forget who lost. Somebody lost. Maybe it was Utah, and uh, they clinched without playing. So I was kind of hoping that, you know, they would have had something to play for because you know, division titles are actually a little bit meaningful to some coaches and players. Another banner to hoist in the rafters at the Pepsi Center kind of thing. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't really know what kind of minutes we're going to get here. And, uh, that kind of sucks. I always love playing the late hammer on these slates. I love that late push, but Denver might be hard to figure out. And, you know, you got some guys like PJ Dozier sneaking their way in, <laughs> you know, Jamal Murray plays a billion minutes against Utah next game. You know, he, you know, Mike Malone comes in and keeps, uh, keeps Jamal to 25 and PJ Dozier sees 27 minutes. So maybe you try to look at some what some beat writers are saying after shoot around there. Um, one of my favorite beat writers to follow is actually Harrison Wind. Uh, he's a good one from Denver. And uh, if you're just starting playing or you're not really on Twitter, I know you don't believe everything you read online, but definitely start compiling a list of beat writers. More information is good information. And there are some really, really, really talented beat writers out there who can at least you know, get you some quotes and kind of steer you in the right direction. A couple day, a couple games ago, I saw Brett Brown was saying about Alex Burks, for example, loving how he could dance around the pick and roll with Embiid. And I was like, boom. Like, you know, any time you can publicly get some praise out of a player uh, who's kind of like on the fringe of a rotation, uh, I think that helps. Um, I think P.J. Dozier is interesting. He was playing kind of low 20s in the bubble, playing pretty well, playing pretty well. And obviously he didn't play a ton in the Jamal Murray explosion game, but my gut's telling me and things I read, I, I can't see Jamal Murray playing more than like 25 minutes tomorrow night. So I'm looking at if, if there's not a lot of value that opens up early, you know, you can maybe uh, take a chance on PJ Dozier. If, if you're kind of screwed when the Philly news breaks or doesn't break, you know, PJ Dozier's kind of hanging around there until nine o'clock. Yeah, I don't hate it. And that's not a household name. So a lot of people aren't, aren't thinking about PJ Dozier. That helps you, but uh, to the point on the beat writer, so important. And you'll be able to, to parse real quickly on uh, who's giving you value information, who is not. I mean, it, it doesn't take long uh, to figure out who your good sources are, but it's more information for you. And, and that's not as publicly available as, as some of the other things you're going to read on, on Roto Grinders, on Roto World, on, on some of these bigger sites. So uh, really compiling in all the sports, uh, I think is very important. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Dozier call. Uh, Jeremy Grant is questionable, so, you know, maybe that gives a few more minutes to Porter, to Millsap. Uh, Murray, we know, has upside. I, I don't know that he'll give him a ton of minutes, like you said, but uh, there is always upside there. If, if they do say he's going to be limited, they've already shown he doesn't know how to limit his minutes. So maybe he blows right by that again. And, and Jokic, always a guy keeping the player pool. We don't have a lot of high-end guys on this slate. I mean, we have Harden that everyone's going to pay up for. Uh, we have these Clippers guys. We have Jimmy Butler, Embiid's probably out. So we, we don't have a lot of premium guys here. So it's, again, going to be an ownership thing. If Jokic is going to be 60%, I'll find another way. But uh, he's always a guy in my player pool. All right. Once again, you're listening to Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlos. You're here with Chris Prince. 
before I ask you maybe about one of your favorite contrarian plays, I'll let you think about it for, for tonight's slate. How many best ball drafts have you done in the, the past two years or so? Are you a best oh, ball guy? Oh, yeah. I love me some best ball. I'm the guy. At, I have three daughters, and they all play sports and dance and gymnastics and soccer. And so I'm always at some sort of activity. And some are more exciting than others. You know, one of my daughters plays softball. I, I've coached on the team. And that I'm engaged in, the dance, the gymnastics. And no offense to any, any dancers, gymnastics people out there. But that's when I find myself doing a lot of drafts. So probably hundreds is probably not even enough. So thousands of, of best ball drafts that have been done over the last few years. Well, underdog fantasy is exploding onto the scene. They got apps on Android. They got Apple apps, same people, same brilliant minds that were behind the draft app that kind of just took over same concept. They have a huge, huge, uh, I guess you'd call it GPP guaranteed prize pool. $25 entry, I believe it's 200 grand of the winner. I mean, come on, sit on your couch, throw in 25 bucks and set it, forget it. You don't have to do a damn thing all season. That's the best thing about best ball. If you're busy, if you got to go to gymnastics, if you work four jobs, I don't know. If you're taking care of your little brother, who knows? If you're a dog sitter, play some best ball, man. Get out there. Check it out. Underdog fantasy. Gotta love it, man. I I can't tell you how many drafts I've done. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, you can play some private leagues with your friends, too. A lot of flexibility. Yeah, I, I also love to say it's a good way to prep for the season. If, if you're in your, your season-long drafts with your buddies that we all play in, and this is the best gauge of ADP there is when people have to actually put their money on the line. You know, we've all done these mock drafts where somebody drafts a kicker in the, the third round just to mess things up, and, you know, the draft isn't accurate then. But when we all have our money on the line – you're going to get some more uh, realistic ADP. So uh, love draft. I did a ton of tra- drafts on draft. And uh, to see the same guys running the back here with underdogs, super excited about it. So do you have any contrarian plays on your mind? If you have to pick one, maybe not, not one that would score the most points, but is there anybody maybe we didn't discuss that keeps kind of running through your mind, running through your builds when you're kind of scrolling through or maybe with some recency bias or anything like that? Um, I could tell you that I might go back to Josh Richardson, maybe on DK, 5,700. Everybody's falling in love with Alec Burks. Rightfully so. And especially on Fandle, he's 4,200. Richardson had a monster game finally. And we know we're not having Ben Simmons. We know we're not having Joel Embiid. We might not have Tobias. We might not have Al Hortford. At first, I'm thinking, you know, the Sixers are still kind of playing to win. You know, some things might – there's an outside chance of them sneaking up to the five. But, I mean, you're going to rest Josh Richardson against the Suns then? I, I don't know. So I do have oh, a little I, – I, I do have some reservations, but I do think they need to kind of get their you-know-what together you know, with chemistry, and I think Richardson is going to see some minutes. Finally had a good game. He, he, he was not playing well. So uh, I don't mind going back to Josh Richardson tomorrow. He's going to get his shots up. Yeah, I think he'll be back. I, I think he's the one that we can count on, uh, them getting some run. They, they have to find – something they, they have to put some things together uh pretty quickly here so i don't see them sitting him out again so i i like that call i actually have three for you we've talked about two one we have not talked about yet so i'm going to go back to the beginning i love aaron holiday here today uh, even if brogdon is playing you know these guys have played together i don't see Depot playing we know warren's been, been a usage hog with that team it has to go somewhere it's not going to go to to miles turner or some of these other guys so 
love the value on Aaron Holiday no matter what. Uh, Jay Crowder, you know I love me some Jay Crowder, so I wanted to say that one more time. And then the one we didn't talk about, look, I love me some some Zubach for the Clippers here. They're going to need his size here against Denver. So uh, he's a guy that's put up numbers. Montrez Harrell is back in the bubble, but not going to be back for this game. And, you know, with a, with a big Denver lineup, we, we've seen Zubach when he gets minutes, can put some points on the board. In fact, averages more fantasy points per minute than Paul George does with some of these guys that are out. Uh, which you can find in court IQ. So uh, a guy that can put up points in a hurry is a guy that I want in my lineups, and that is Mr. Zubach. Yeah, TJ Warren's usage has has been through the roots. So don't you know, don't just say, uh, you know, I don't know about these Pacers guys. I, 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 we t- I touched on it briefly about how you need some exposure to that game, probably other than Harden. Just try to get as much information as you can. Maybe find someone in the late game just in case, like a P.J. Dozier or someone that you like. You have to be prepared. The other day with the whole Steven Adams-Noel thing, everybody's like, all right, we'll, Noel, we'll play Noel, Steven Adams out. Then they both get scratched at the same time. Right. Then yep. you get a guy, DeAndre Ayton, who didn't – you're telling me the NBA didn't know he didn't go for his COVID test. Or right, and we find out about it right, oh. right when the slate locks, which the NBA has said, we're going to be better about this stuff. We're going we're gonna to do some reporting and – you know, how do you go from a guy's in to a guy's out to wait a minute, he's on his way to the building. Now he's on the exercise bike. Like, I mean, there was a flurry of activity there in, in a span of 10 minutes. So, yeah, just, just a, a, a complete shit show, I'll say. I don't know if we can even say that on this show, but there we go. So, I, I don't mind pairing up those, those Pacers point guards either, you know, pairing them both in the same lineup. If Brogdon's in there, give me Brogdon, Holiday, run it back with my boy Harden, Covington. There's four guys already, and you build the rest. So uh, I'm I'm pretty high in that game. I don't mind the two the two same team position approach. Was it a couple weeks ago? Jante Murray and Derek White were both like mid five Ks. I'm like they could coexist at 5500 apiece, you know, in a high paced game. So some people might be like, wow, you can't play both of them. You can totally play Absolutely. a pair of guys that share a backcourt together if the circumstance is right. It's kind of like playing two running backs in showdown football. You know, you get your Tariq Cohen and you get your David Montgomery. One has nine catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. The other one has 45 yards and, and a touchdown. And, and there you go. You know? I can't wait for football. You got me thinking football now. I'm excited, man. How did your draft go last week? I know you were in, was it an FP, it was FFPC draft last week? Yeah, it was uh, pros versus Joes. Went, went pretty well. So it's six pros against six people in, in the industry. So it's, you know, always a good time with that. Uh, you know, that, that's one of those for bragging rights. You, you want to do well just competing against fellow analysts. So I uh, had that knocked out. And this weekend uh, is the Kings Classic drafts, which we normally draft at the Pro Football Hall of Fame every year. Uh, everybody, uh, Brad Evans, Mike Clay, uh, Bob Harris, I mean, everybody that, that's anybody's in these leagues that you've heard of, uh, we'll be doing those remotely this year, unfortunately. Always a good time uh, seeing everybody at those drafts, but I uh, have two of those drafts coming up on Saturday as well. So love talking hoops with you, buddy, but football is, is definitely my passion. I, I'm super excited, hoping that we get a season. That, that's I just keep my fingers crossed and uh, – College football, we're seeing that the conferences drop uh, by the day. Uh, hopefully we get our NFL, though. I can't imagine fall and winter without football. Like, that's, my, that's my final straw with, with all of this in 2020. If, if we don't have football, not going to be good. You take away March Madness. Right. Tough pill to swallow. You take away my in-person fantasy baseball drafts. Okay. 
He's short in the MLB season. Who knows if it's going to finish? But football, football yeah. beer. Don't do it. Football is my religion. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk a lot of religion. I don't talk politics. But I wake up in the fall, and there's just that sense of, like, um, I want to say football makes – football makes most men and, and some women happy, very happy. Like, things oh, are yeah. just good during football season, right. man. I wake up, a little pep in my step, like, let's go. The Titans play. It's Sunday, baby. I don't care about work tomorrow. Tighten up, no, you know? <laughs> nothing better than a fall, crisp fall day. You got, you got a cold brew in your hand. The football mm. game's on. You got something on the grill. I mean, come on. That, that, that's Americana right there. And, and typically, you, you know, every level of football, you kind of have football every day except Wednesday. You have Thursday night football, typically, for the NFL. Then, you know, you have local high school football. And I, I work for, uh, for a newspaper in uh, you know, small towns. People are very much so into high school sports, especially football. Saturday, college football, Sunday, NFL, Monday, NFL, and Tuesday, the MAC conference, baby. I'm not saying I bet on the MAC conference like a degenerate, but I do, and I watch it quite a bit. We've so, all been there. Six days a week, man. I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, buddy. I, hopefully, we can talk some football in about a month. I don't know if you and Will did the GPP food of the day last night when you guys were. Oh, I, I messed it up. I forgot all about it. Ah. After the show, I'm like, man, we didn't talk any food here. I had my, I had my boy, Will, and we, <laughs> we, had, we had some size on that podcast, so we definitely should have talked <laughs> some food. So Put on some quarantine weight, so I'm, I'm almost beefing up to play on your offensive line you guys got there. there I'm like go. a fullback right now, I think. But yeah, You didn't food. put on quarantine weight. You did it wrong. I mean, oh, let's be honest. I, I packed mean, it on. You should have been eating good. You should have been drinking good. And that, that, uh, find something good out of the quarantine. I was going to say, what's your go-to breakfast food? Favorite breakfast? Either, you know, just food in general. What do you like to make? Or what's your favorite spot out there in, in the Midwest? So favorite breakfast food. I, I'm a, I spent some time in the South. So I, I'm originally from Wisconsin. I was in the military. I lived four years down in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And there is nothing better than biscuits and gravy. I mean, biscuits and gravy is an amazing breakfast food. So wife is pretty good at making that. I make some, some pretty damn good breakfast burritos. So th- those are the two go-tos uh, for us. So what we have in Michigan, it's called Coney Island, and they're everywhere. It's kind of like a, a better version of Denny's, you know, just, just a great breakfast spot. And they are all over Michigan. So if we go out for breakfast, that's the way to go. I mean, omelets, hash browns, I mean, you can't do it wrong. But biscuits and gravy, my man, that, that's, that's a GPP winner right there. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. I like a good omelet, good Western omelet. Maybe throw some, some peppers in there and some bacon or maybe some hot peppers. I'm a, I'm a big hot sauce or salsa with kind of eggs guy. Uh, that, that's Love my the con- hot sauce. Condiment oh, yeah, of I'm, choice, yeah. Sure. Ketchup, nah, I'm good on the ketchup. I'm good. Get some spice up in there. Oh yeah. Um, typically, I prefer like an egg or an omelet over like over pancakes or French toast. But I will say I'm going to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, the NBA Live, uh, the DraftKings World Fantasy Basketball Championship is coming up, and I thought, you know what, the in-person part was postponed in March. So I say, no, let's go to the beach. I want to make my own little live final. I'm like, screw it, take a couple days off, and. Uh, Go out there, probably have some beers and uh, try to win some money out there. We'll you know, talk about that more later this week. But there's a spot out there in Ocean City, Maryland called the Dough Roller. Super good pancakes. If pancakes are made the right way, I'm in. I'm in. Pancakes and yeah, bacon. I, mean, I love a good pancake. I mean, it, what's, what's the uh, the Cracker Barrel, man? They, they drown Ooh. them things in butter. You get that nice 
crisp edge around it. I mean, they, they do it right there. So when it, when is the tournament? Next Monday and Tuesday. Oh, I'm really buddy. glad that the, the great minds at DK and, and the supporting people did not choose to do it at the end of the regular season this week because yeah. it's just out of control. So initially, initially when I found out, I was like, oh, two-day live final. It's going to be the longest, like, sweat or – or just grueling process ever. Cause if you're on fire and then you're sweating it out the whole day too, or maybe you have like one guy play on Monday and then you're with the late push Tuesday, it should be interesting. Uh, you know, I know you've been to a couple of live finals for football. I was at an NBA one and kudos to DraftKings for, for doing everything they can to, you know, there's a last batch of qualifiers tomorrow. I think there's one more, but it should be fun. I know RG has a couple other uh, household names in it. So hopefully we can, I represent well. Yeah, man. Good luck to you. I, I don't know that we're going to talk in between now and then. So uh, uh, a public good luck to my boy here. So go, go take it down, but not, nothing like a live final, you know, it's, it's not really live this season, unfortunately, but uh, still a lot of money on the line. And that that's the bottom line of, of why we really like these tournaments. So wishing you the best buddy. And yeah, just be glad it's not on uh, Jay Crowder and, and Alec Burks and, yeah, you know, some of these other guys that, that you play in the money on playoff basketball. There, there's nothing like it. I, I'm super excited. Uh, the, the, the matchups look great and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and you don't have to worry about so many injuries and guys being announced out. We know the rotations and uh, it's really going to be a fun playoff season. So take that baby down that represent the morning grind. Go, go big. And uh, I, I'm pulling for you. I got you beer. I got you. I don't have to worry about playing Justin Anderson. So I, I already like the spot I'm in. I think I got a, let's say a one in 100 chance to take it down. Uh, oh. So a hundred and hundred entries total in there. A couple, you know, a couple guys got a you know, multi-entry kind of, kind of their format there, but it should be a lot of fun. So Chris, anything else before we get out of here? No guys, good luck. I mean, just, just navigate these landmines for another few days and then we'll get back to, uh, to regular basketball, regular NBA that we know. So uh, just, just take it easy here with the bankroll and, uh, Save some money for those playoffs, and we'll be here to guide you through everything. You know, hopefully the, the advice stands up to, uh, throughout the day, but uh, if you need anything, we're both available on Twitter, and again, all the resources you need over at Roto-Grinders. His DMs are open, folks. At Beermakers fan Chris Prince on Twitter. You can find me at the J Carlucci. Feel free to reach out anytime. So for Chris Prince, a.k.a. Beermakers fan, I'm Justin Carlucci. Have a good day and good luck.